noches. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is your place for that aquatic enthusiast and your family this holiday season. With Christmas fast approaching, now is the time to look for that great gift for that special someone who lives the aquatic lifestyle. With years of experience, owner-operator Nelson Fletcher can help you achieve your aquatic needs and goals and help you find that special gift for that aquatic enthusiast you love. You can also converse with other aquatic hobbyists and enthusiasts by logging on to www.aquariumauctions.ca and joining the TAC room where you can ask any questions. Visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today at their website at www.aquariumauctions.ca or their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Christmas is not far away. Come catch Santa on his sleigh. Time is precious. Seize the day at Ski's Watch and Clock. Ski's been in business for 20 years. He knows his stuff, so have no fears. He knows about all those tiny gears inside every clock. When you come to Ski's Watch and Clock, his variety is huge. From wrist watches, pocket watches, stock watches, desk clocks, mantel clocks, grandfather clocks, new and previously owned reconditioned pieces. Right now, with Christmas so close, we will only accept light repairs till after Christmas. The elves are busy enough as it is filling Santa's sleigh. Don't let the Grinch stop you from filling the stockings or putting things under the tree this year. If you're worried about getting someone a gift, you can put items on layaway with just a small deposit. Thanks to Ski, you can send that stupid Grinch to his bedroom with no dinner or TV and no computer or PlayStation. By now, you must be wondering... Where Ski's Watch and Clock is. It's located in beautiful downtown Winter Haven at 106 West Central Avenue, Florida, just across from the main post office. Call 863-294-5630. Again, that number is 863-294-5630. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, 
we change it. Together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Memories can last a lifetime, especially when it comes to the holidays, especially when it involves taking pictures. If you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can count on to make those memories last longer than the holidays. That place is Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers can help you with making your Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, or whatever holiday you celebrate the best ever by taking single shots, family portraits, couple portraits, pet photos, and more. She can also capture the finest winter scenery you can imagine. Those photos are available all across the country and around the world at a price that will not empty your wallet for last-minute Christmas shopping. Don't wait until the last minute to get your pictures done for the holidays. Call Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography at 541-951-2443 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work can be found there. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year from all your friends at Grateful Heart Photography. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Oh, there's a machine gun. Look out, Daddy! Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Ladies and gentlemen, this next record needs no introduction. What's going on? 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 
After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got the mayor in the house doing what I do, live and direct, man, via uh, Action VR Network, powered by Spreaker.com. We are in the building. All right, this is going to be a good one, yo. Uh, We're going to ride y'all out, man, uh, 8 to 10 p.m. like we do all the time, every Tuesday night, man. Um, the last one of the year. This is the last one of the year. This is the last one of the decade, all of that. Um, we're going to get into a lot of stuff tonight, man. A lot of stuff going on in the, in, the, in, in the world of sports, man. The football season winded, regular season winded down. NBA just really getting, you know, started. You know what I mean? Because, again, if you know me, you've been rocking with me, man. You know that um, I really don't really get into the NBA season until after the holidays. You know what I mean? So it's about that time. Um I'm hyped, Yankee fan, big press conference tomorrow going on, Garrett Cole, you know what I mean, um, a whole bunch of stuff going on, but I mean, again, at the end of the day, there are bigger stories, man, that um, take precedence, you know, outside of the world of sports, and up here in um, New York, we have a story that is um, kind of disappointing, and it's scary at the same time, um, we have a girl um, in the Bronx, New York, um, she was uh, abducted uh, in front of her mother. They kidnapped her in front of her mother. But it turned out that the story was, you know, was fake. It was false, you know. Um, and it opened this opened up a whole can of worms because, you know, remember at the beginning of 2019, we had to deal with the Jesse Smollett story. Okay, and um, it's just crazy how. Um, you know, you know, things come full circle, you know, um, and I'm, you know, me, I, I, I walk it like I talk it, man. You know, it was kind of suspect to me from the beginning because who kidnapped somebody in front of their mother? Now, I've seen people, you know, you know, even kids, you know, have fights and stuff, you know, um, in front of people's moms and stuff like that. Yeah, it goes down. It happens like that. But to kidnap somebody, and especially in today's climate with the, you know, um, you know, the, the, the trafficking and human trafficking and stuff that's going on, um, that's a very, very serious situation. So anyway, um, the story turned out to be a complete hoax. She admitted it, you know, because she, you know, her mother was too strict. And so, like, for a guy like myself, who really don't, you know, I, I, you know, I like to have fun like the next person, man. I, you know, I like to smile. You know, you see my pictures on Twitter, whatever the case may be. You see I'm smiling all the time. But I'm serious, man. You know what I mean? And when, you know, it comes to stuff like this, man, these youngsters don't realize the ramifications of their actions, you know? And for me, I like to take it to the, to the highest level, you know? I'm going to give you the business. I'm going to talk bad about you because you earned that. You could have did a whole bunch of things instead of, you know, um, worrying your mother half to death. She was, you know, upset with the fact that her mother was, you know, wanted to go back to her home country of Honduras. She wanted to stay, to, you know, over here. Um, 16 years old now, you know. So if you're smart enough to come up with this half-ass, half-brain, cockamamie scheme, you know, you know, what else could you do? So I just kind of like just kind of sitting and um, doing the knowledge, doing the knowledge to a whole bunch of other to a whole bunch of stuff, 
And um, again, you know, as as older, you know, people, we kind of get, you know, generalized as, you know, we're always looking at the bad side of things and things of that nature, and we're kind of cynical. It pays to be cynical, yo. You got to look at the, you know, look at it, the whole entire picture instead of jumping out the window. That's a term that we use um, when, you know, you hear a story and you want to, you know, you know, go and, you know, um, state your opinion. You know, whether, you know, it's good, bad, or indifferent, you don't want to jump out the window because you don't know the complete story. Um, and yeah, man, so that, that, that kind of, you know, got me thinking about, you know, all of these kids, man, you know, want to, you know, they want notoriety. They want to be noticed. They want to be seen. Um, they want attention. Um, and when they get that attention, they don't know what to do with it, you know, and especially in today's climate, man. And that's what makes it so crazy because so much of that is going on. You see every day and every day on my timeline, every day there's somebody missing, you know, um, and to you know, kind of like make light of it and to have a situation where it's, it's just a complete, you know, fallacy, that's bad, you know, but I just wanted to, you know, you know, speak to that a little bit real quick, man. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a crazy time that we live in, man. And these kids, man, Y'all better get your act together, man. For real. You're always talking about, you know, oh, you're old and this and that and the third. Man, knock it off. Knock it off. Because, again, at the end of the day, we're still, you know, speaking for myself, I've never even considered, you know, um, doing some nonsense like that. If I wanted to stay out or hang out, or break curfew, or, and I've done it, trust and believe, I've done it. You know, I'll wait for my mother to go to work, she used to work 11 to 7 at the hospital, I'll wait for her to go to work, I would go out, get my spray paint cans, and we would go and hit the trains up. 12 o'clock at night, 1, 2, 3, 4 in the morning. Hello? And I get, hello? Hello? Hello, Keith, what's good, man? Thank you, Bob, for letting me know the people's on the line, man. I appreciate you. Come on, man. Keith, what's good, man? How are you, man? What's going on? I'm doing I'm doing good. How are you doing? Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, man. Happy holidays and all that, man. I'm just kinda like just kind of venting right now, man, because um it's a lot of stuff going on, man, here. Um in New York, we had another kind of like a, a, a false kidnapping story. And um, I just kind of wanted to get into that real quick. But I'll do that at the end of the show. What's happening, man? How you feel, man? How's everything going on with you? I know you're in a good mood. Your, your, your New Orleans Saints came through for you last night. Drew Brees setting records and things of that nature. Talk about that a little bit, man. I know as a Saints fan, I know you're in your glory right now. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I wouldn't say I'm in my glory because they don't have the number one seed. And, uh, no, man, and, you can't have it all, Keith. Come on, man. <laughs> say what? I didn't hear you. Say what? I said, you, you can't have it all. <laughs> well, yeah, you can. Look at this. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. All right now. I'm not mad at that. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it, was quite, it was quite a night. Uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, Breeze going 29 to 30 was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. And then after the game, he said, you wish you'd had that one back so he could have gone 30 for 30. That would have been amazing. 
Yeah, that that would have been amazing. And you already know that the thirty for thirty would have been coming up, and that yeah, that would have been really, really you know something special, man. Um, it seems like Drew Brees knows how he 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 knows how to um set the stage. He does a lot of he he he's done some other things on you know Monday Night Football and on the biggest stage where he's breaking records and things of that nature. Um, I was having a conversation. Oh, this is Keith Avalon for people who don't know. Um, the head honcho, the main man in charge over at play.com, okay? Um, I was talking to some people, man, and they were saying that they feel like Drew Brees could play maybe three or four more years and, and be consistent with the numbers as opposed to a guy like Tom Brady who might be, you know, slipping a little bit. What, do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, back to the, the 30 for 30, that, that's, a break, that's a record that could never be broken if he had completed all 30 passes. You could never break that record, so that – that's I think right, why he was disappointed. Right. If he just had that one pass back. Uh, so is that one. Is, right. The, the thing about Brady is he's two years older than, than, uh, than Breeze. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really, it's not really fair to compare them as being, you know, the same. Cause, uh, you don't know what Breeze is going to be like at age 42. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's said in the past, I remember, you know, uh, 10 years ago, when the Saints yeah. won their first Super Bowl, he was talking about right. playing until he was forty-five. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I remember thinking at the time, "Yeah, dream on." Uh, that, that just doesn't uh-huh. happen. But you right. know, he he does he does have a pretty strong training regimen. Um, and you know, maybe he can do it. You know, <laughs> the thing is, look at I, I keep going back to Brett Favre. You know, look at Brett mm-hmm. Favre at age forty. He had that fantastic right. year, just phenomenal, just unbelievable year. Probably the best year of his career at age mm-hmm. forty. And then the next year, you know, he was it just it just fell off the cliff, you know. Right. And typically, mm-hmm. that, and the same and the same thing happened with Peyton Manning. You know, he had that year right. of fifty five touchdown passes, and mm-hmm. you know you're thinking the guy's going to play forever. Then the next year, just you know, it just kind of goes away. So it's it, I've always heard that it's and and seen that it's. A sharp drop, but you never know exactly when it's going to happen. But it's going to happen, happen right yeah. age 41, 42. So, you okay. know, can Breeze play till he's 45? I don't know if anybody can. Probably he can, but I'm still, uh, I'm still skeptical about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So, could you speculate? Could you speculate that? Yeah. Uh, that in the in the case of Peyton Manning, you know, where you knew his uh, his arm was getting weaker, and he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, was going for passes that ultimately wound up being ruled fumbles that showed him degrees weaker. You know that Peyton Manning was lucky enough to have the team to get him to the Super Bowl and get him that one more ring in the Super Bowl. If let's say if that could happen here with Drew Brees, let's say he goes to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl. Do you think it would mean uh, an epic retirement for Drew Brees? Would Drew Brees want to retire if he won just that one more Super Bowl? I don't know. Uh, you know, that, that's that's really a question that only he can answer. I know that uh, there are precious few players that go out on top as a Super Bowl champion. You know, and Peyton Manning was one of them. But you're right; he was lucky to have won that. You know, he was not he was not the same uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, that he had been. Um, but I feel like uh, there's something to be said for guys. I always think of Tony Romo and uh, Troy Aikman. You know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but 
you know, you think of them, they both, they both left the game before they really had to. There's something to be said for, you know, leaving a little bit, you know, not, not going out, being dragged from the field, kicking and screaming, mm-hmm. and you're obviously past right. your prime. And I think mm-hmm. Aiden and Romo both did that. You know, they were, they were playing through injuries, but they were still pretty effective. They could have played mm-hmm. another year. I know both, both guys, you know, they, they were teams that were soliciting for their services. And they said no, you know, and they went on into TV. And, uh, I mean, I, I really respect that. And I think, you know, I think there's something to be said for that. But, but I understand it's really hard to walk away from a game that you really love. So, you know, that would have to be a really hard, a real hard conversation that Breeze would have to have, I think, with, him, with himself and his, his wife and family. But I wouldn't rule it out. I would rule it out. Yeah, I mean, that would... Super Bowl, if the Saints win the Super Bowl, that Breeze uh, retires. I, I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they you know, they would, they would make me look good because I have the, you know, I picked the, uh, the, the Saints, um, in the, in the, uh, Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. And, and, and I think that that would, you know, be the way to go if he wanted to go out and go out on top, you know, um, it, you know, his, with his career, you know, uh, at once upon a time, people were kind of like they slept on Drew Brees because he had the shoulder injury. Like it was last game of the season, he hurt his shoulder, and um, you know, uh, this is when he with the with the San Diego Chargers. It feels good to say that San Diego Chargers, <laughs> but um, <Right. laughs> you know what I mean. But um, yeah, man, it, you know, it's 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 phenomenal that you know guys like Drew Brees, you know, they just you know do what they do, they go about their business. You know, they're consistent, you know, they have, you know, they put their numbers up and things of that nature and they earned their spot, man. And, um, again, like you said, uh, Keith, that would be really, really hard, man. You know what I mean? Probably seeing that, um, I could do this for maybe two or three or four more years, you know, and then I get a Super Bowl. Now it's like, oh, now what? You know what I mean? So I, right. I think that that would be, yeah, that that would be something that they would have to, like you said, he'd have to sit with his with his family and, and really have a deep discussion about that. Because again, Keith, like you know, we're aware we've been sports fans for a long time that you know that itch never goes away. You know, some people leave the game that they loved, and all of a sudden they want to come back. Then they leave again. Then they want to come. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I think in, in Drew Brees' case, I think if they won the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, that would be really, really, you know, it would be interesting to see what what he would do, um, you know, moving forward. Um, this is the last show, man, after further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, the last show of 2019, the last show of the decade. Um, I just kind of wanted to have a little theme uh, for tonight's show a little bit, man. People could kind of like, um, you know, people are going to call in or they're listening or whatever. What are your favorite um, your favorite athletes of the 2010s? Maybe if you have a particular game, I know probably one stands out for for um, for Keith um, or a particular moment in the 2010s that stands out. Uh, if anything, at the top of your head right now, Keith, if you have a particular a story or an athlete that stands out for the 2010s for you, uh, you know, I <laughs> I I always I don't, I think of Reggie Bush. Uh, you know when he uh, when he was drafted by the Saints uh, and uh, you know he was not they they certainly weren't expecting to get him and it's like whoa right. you know and then uh, <laughs> you know he was just in, he, I, I remember the the game against the uh, against the uh, Vikings where he 
Uh, now that I'm saying this, though, I'm, I'm thinking that actually was, I think, 2008. It wasn't this decade. It was more than a decade ago. So maybe I need to scratch that because we're talking about mm. the decade 2010 to 2020. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay, so I got I to recalibrate that. But that was that would be my, my moment from the 2000 to 2010 decade where that, that game against the Vikings where Reggie Bush ran a couple of punts back for a touchdown in the same game. And I remember Mike Tirico saying, you know, because the Vikings punter was punting to don't kick to Reggie Bush. And then he did. And then he ran it back for a touchdown. It was an unbelievable moment. So the 2010s, right. hmm, what, what would I say? Uh, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe Junior, Dale Junior retiring, you know. Uh, okay. You know, okay. hanging it up from from his NASCAR career after, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it really kind of closed off, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a legacy. Um, right. You know, he never, he never, he never really, uh, never really reached the, the plateau that his dad did. But still, he was a fan favorite, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, his his last his last uh, hurrah was was uh, was memorable. Um, football in the twenty tens. Uh, probably, you know, I remember actually cheering for the Broncos against the Panthers in, in the Super Bowl. Um, was that Super you know, Bowl 50, I think that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I was not, I've never not been a huge Broncos fan, uh, except when, right. when Tim Tebow when Tim Tebow was the quarterback. I thought that was pretty cool. That would, I, you know, okay. now that I think about Tim, that would that was in this decade. And that would probably be one of one of the high water marks uh, that I would recall is that, that stretch of games where, you know, they were they were flailing around with Kyle Orton, not necessarily mm-hmm. his fault. You know, but uh, so uh, j- so John Fox puts Tebow in, and I think everybody figures like, well, I guess let's mail it in. The season's over. Then all of a sudden they started winning, but it wasn't that right. they were winning. Like how they were winning. They were winning. Like, how they were winning. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Yep. Yep. The and they they but they 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 off these impossible victories. That's you know. They were down. I remember they were down ten to nothing to the Bears with like a minute and a half to go, and the Bears had the ball. All they needed to do was run the clock out, and I think it was Marion Barber inexplicably just he runs out of bounds to stop mm. the clock, and then they you know the Broncos get the ball back and they tie the game and they win it in overtime. It was that kind of a season. It was like you know it was just and then and then to, when they beat the Steelers in the playoffs in overtime. Oh yeah, there you go. Yep, that's the one. Right. That's absolutely yes, sir. It was just astonishing, just astonishing. So uh, that th- those those memories come to mind for me. Um, yeah, man. Trying to think of other other memories. Uh, what about Kevin Durant? <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, I, I I can't confess to be a huge hoops fan, so you know, I don't, I haven't really followed the NBA that closely, but but. Uh, I know that uh, he was, uh, you know, made 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 waves in the 2010s for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think when I think of basketball, I think of uh, you know uh, LeBron James, right? And, uh, you know, going from Miami and then to Cleveland and then mm-hmm. LA. And finally, getting the title for the Cavaliers, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I think of uh, the ongoing discussion about whether you know whether he's the same LeBron is he is he overrated? Uh, you know, um, he's kind of a uh, kind of a larger than life figure. So that's that's kind of who I think of when I think of of uh, basketball. 
Um, okay. But, okay. I, but I do I do confess that I haven't followed basketball that closely. Okay. Um, what about baseball real quick? What, what, what do you think? Uh, is it the Cubs winning the World Series? Um you know uh that you know that that was a bigger that was a big accomplishment in 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 this decade um as far as baseball is concerned that that epic world series against the cleveland indians um you know seven game world series um you know a rod was suspended for two hundred and eleven games it got reduced back down to one hundred and sixty two remember he missed the entire right. two thousand and fourteen season um, yeah, I mean, it's just a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that, that kind of, you know, stands out as far as this decade is concerned. Because, again, um, you know, we saw some stuff that we never would have ima- that imagined that we would see, you know, and uh, like, you right. know, the Cubs winning the World Series, you know, like, wow, you know, they, 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 they got it done. And um, again, you know, we talked about we talked about LeBron. You talked about you know Peyton Manning. You know, um, after his you know great career with the Indianapolis Colts, he signed with the Denver Broncos. And again, remember he missed 2011, you know, due to a, a neck injury. Um, you know, and and then that domino fell with the you know the Colts. Them ended up having to you know get Andrew Luck, and you know how that ended. Um, so yeah, man. As far as you know, the 2010 this decade, man, it had a lot of stuff going on. Miguel Cabrera had the triple crown, okay. You know what I mean? And we hadn't seen that since yeah. what, what was that? You know, since Carl Yastrzemski did it. You know, so right. yeah, right. so it was it was it was a lot of stuff you know going on as far as you know baseball is concerned. But yeah, man, I just wanted to you know get some get some thoughts from you in regards to this decade, some of your favorite moments, some memorable moments, and stuff like that. But I um I think that um. Again, at the end of the day, man, you know, we're always going to, you know, you know, remember this decade as opposed to other decades because, again, we go back a little bit, you know. But, again, remember, um, we could go back. I, I tell you, here go, here go one for you, Keith. Back in 2010, okay, when um, Armando Galarraga had a, almost had a perfect game, okay, Detroit Tigers. And Jim right. Joyce made a back. Oh, yeah, that you know me. That so when you start talking about stuff and reha- reminiscing and rehashing, stuff comes up in your mind like, wow, that happened, yeah. and it was back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah man, I kind of wanted to to, to to reminisce and talk about some things with you, man. Um, what's going on with Play. dot com? Give us an update on what's going on with with with, with my favorite board game company. Well, what's going on? We're uh, putting together our thoughts for, uh, you know, 2020. Normally I've mm-hmm. got my plan in place by now, but right. uh, running a little bit, little bit behind this year, thinking about uh, the play, you know, we're, we're, the live events that we're going to do, um, where we're going to mm-hmm. go. Um, thinking about, uh, you know, the uh, the card set releases, what, what card sets are coming out. Uh, looking back at the at, at what, you know, what went on last year in terms of what people are most interested in? Um, um, you know, I think I think there's quite a bit of interest in basketball. Um, yeah. I wish that I had, you know, I wish that I had better, more, you know, more more concrete uh, news about that. But I just really don't. I'm just really not at a place where I feel like, uh, you know, there's going to be a, there's a timetable for finishing uh, the basketball game. I'm kind of kind of stuck at a, at a a point in development where it's kind of like a crossroads where, you know, I feel like the game is, is fun and mm-hmm. interesting and it, and it does do mm-hmm. things that other basketball games don't do. 
but mm-hmm. it doesn't play in the time frame that uh, I really feel is is what's necessary. It's it, it's it's in the forty five to fifty minute range, and uh, and, yeah. and and I, I feel like I feel like the game doesn't generate complete stats uh, through the game mechanics. I mean, I, there's probably a way to to back into those stats if you wanted to. And I know stats are important to a lot of people in the hobby. So, I mean, I think people will, I think people will play a game, uh, that doesn't generate stats. You know, second season express, you put out the, the express version of second season, uh, it, in, in 2019. Love it. And it was, it was huge, you know, and it, love it. Generate- love it. Yes. Yes. It's fast, love it. It's fun. Uh, so I think there's there is an appetite for games that mm-hmm. don't necessarily generate full stats, but yes, sir. You know, if if Second Season Express took ninety minutes to play, <laughs> you wouldn't play it because you can right. play other games Keep. ninety minutes to get complete stats. So it's kind of the same way. Absolutely, with basketball. It's that kind of same. Absolutely, with basketball game. It's like yeah, uh, man. You know, yeah. it's less than it's less than. Uh, a little bit less than what it would take you to play, say, Stratomatic basketball or something like that. But it's not less enough, I right. don't feel, to warrant, uh, you know, playing it over another full stat game at, at 50 minutes. Now, at 35 okay. minutes, I think that's a different story. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like I'm, I, I have not figured out a way to sh- shave it down to 35 minutes uh, and so I, I, you know, a lot of people are, I don't know how I probably get an email every day from somebody saying, Hey, looking forward to the basketball game. They try to put the battery in your back, man. Like, yo, let's get this basketball. Because again, at the end of the day, man, all the games are play.com man, are great. Um, you just mentioned the second season express. I love second season express, man. I played, I played a game last night. Um, Tampa Bay. I was, what was it? I played Tampa Bay and in, in, um, in, um, Tennessee. I played Tampa Bay and Tennessee. I lo- it took me 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Right. I love that game, man. And, and again, man, again, you know, it takes time to, 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 to create greatness, man. A game that, you know, is going to stick to your ribs and you tell other people about and you, and you look forward to playing it and you finish a game you want to play another game because you mentioned that before. You want your games to be so, you know, in, in the mind of once you play it and you finish it, you can't play the next game. You can't wait to play the next game. And that's how I feel right now about Second Season Express. And basketball, that's going to come. It's going to be all right because I got, you know, I played the little test version. I, I ran through a couple of games and things of that nature. And once you get the rules down, you kind of, you know, you forget this, you forget that. But then you go back and you kind of play trial and error. You know what I mean? And um, I think yeah. that took me an hour to play a game. And I liked it. Once I got the hang of it, what was going on and what to do, where to put the chips and all of that, I, I liked it. So, again, like you said, you tinker with it. You know what I mean? You, you have a kind of like an outline. And then you kind of like this narrow it down and fine tune it. It'll be great. It'll be a, it'll be. I can, I can wait. I'm patient because I have my hands full with history maker baseball. You know, second season, second season express. Um, you know, um, um, hockey blast. So again, it's enough stuff to keep you tied it over until Keith can get that basketball game the way he wants it. So I'm patient, man, and I know you're going to do what you need, what needs to be done. So I believe in what what you got going on. Um, 2010 to 2019. Talk about the decade for for for, for yourself and uh, for Play.com. Talk about that a little bit. 
Well, that was, it's been a huge, huge decade. And in fact, uh, if you go to the website at the top uh, of the front page, it, it has our, our mission statement of, uh, you know, preserving and advancing the grand pastime of tabletop sports since 2000. Mm-hmm. You click that link. There's a link there. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of inconspicuous. I mean, you know, it didn't, didn't mean to make it like uh, an advertisement or anything about what, what we've done, where we've been, where we've come from. But if you click that link, it'll take you to an mm-hmm. article about, 20 years of, of play games and it will specifically zero in on, uh, you know, the, the decade, which really started in 2009, but, uh, okay. you know, 2010 to the present and, yeah. uh, you know, how we, how we've grown from just being, you know, <laughs> I remember just, I, I, I tell people, I feel, I, I feel like, uh, the movie uh, in the movie Castaway when Tom Hanks, character besides <laughs> man i got I, I gotta get off this island you know right uh, but the only way i'm the only way i'm gonna get off this island is if i build this you know little craft out of you know junk aircraft pieces and lash it together with vines and try to come up with some sort of a way to get past the you know the tide and out into the open sea right. it, lo- it looks impossible right. but it's my only shot so mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it a shot and, and there's been many there have been many times in that period, 2009 to, you know, 2012, 13, 14, where I felt like, you know, that, that was just me and my little laptop computer and a, and a, a laser printer and some ideas in my head. Right. And, uh, you know, thanks be to God, you know, it's, you know, he, he put me in the position to meet people, people like you, mm-hmm. people, like, mm-hmm. people like Al Wilson and Steve Tower, people who could give me uh, yes, sir. You know, give me encouragement, but also give me solid direction, advice. You know, mm-hmm. give me could play get, play the games that I've made and give me honest, you know, feedback and right. uh, te- technical help. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't consider it an accident that you know people like you and and others, you know, are in my life. I, I feel like it's you know kind of divine, you know, divine providence there, uh, which has kind of orchestrated all this. And you know it's become quite, you know, quite, quite, quite a bit larger than I ever thought it would. I, I remember sitting down and, and uh, scratching out projections on a, on a ledger sheet and thinking, you know, best case scenario, and uh, you know, it was pretty discouraging. But mm. uh, you know, things have really, things have really uh, uh, grown, and and I, I don't feel like it's, it's you know, my you know, it's it, it's not to my credit, but I really give credit to God for you know directing all this and and bringing it all to be because it's been it was it's been a crazy ride, but it's it's like unbelievable the you know the uh, the 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 size and the scope of the community right now and the yeah, game ideas. I don't you know the, like these game ideas. I don't know where they come from. They just kind of drop into my head for a NASCAR. <laughs> or a you know? That's right, absolutely, yo. And, and again, man, I you know I you know cats like myself because you know I'm I'm a nerd like that. You know what I mean? I like to you know to play you know games and stuff like that. And imagine you know what what I've done with the '77 Yankees or what would I've done with the 2003 Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something like that. Now I have that chance to do that. I mean, we played you know I played other games and stuff like that, and I thought. That was the be all, the end all. But yo, I came across second season. It was a done deal. I'm like, yo, this is it right here. You know, because I mean, you know, no disrespect to the other games, you know, Stratomatic, APBA, um, you know, all the other, no disrespect to them. 
You know what I mean? Right. But I think that, and, you know, play.com, the play games, man, they kind of like, you know, it, 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 it encompasses everything that you want. And it's not, you know, it doesn't beat you in the head with a whole bunch of, you know, cards and you got to do this and you got to figure that out and add this and subtract that. No, everything is kind of straightforward. Because like when I talk about when I talk about the games and I talk about it to people and I say, yo, it takes you five minutes. Literally, it took me five minutes literally to learn how to play history maker baseball. And the first time I ever cracked the box open, five minutes later, I was rolling my writing the lineup out and playing my first game. So again, at That's the awesome. end of the day, it wasn't a whole, yeah, it wasn't a whole bunch of stuff. You know, it wasn't a whole bunch of stuff you had to remember, keep a whole bunch of charts and all this, you know, stuff. But everything is right there in the book. You roll the dice, and you, and Keith, I'm telling you, man, and this is honest. I play games. I get into it so much, and now you know you have to make decisions. You know what I mean? Somebody could get hurt, or you might have a situation where it's like you know, first and third, one out. You know, you got your, you know, your, your, your top hitter up. Okay, so hopefully now it'll work out. He hits into a double play. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it, 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 you get caught up because now you feel like you're immersed in the game. And that's what makes it so great. You know what I mean? And, and I'll tell anybody about these games. Anybody who will listen. You know, and again, you know, no disrespect to the other stuff that's going on because, yeah, I know how to work the sticks too because I play Xbox and PlayStation and all that. But to me, that's kind of, you know, that's, you know, that's for somebody else. I like to think. I like to put myself in the game. You know what I mean? It's a second and, it's right. second and four. What do I do? You know, I, I got to look over the defense. And, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it just kind of like puts yourself in the real mode. And everything is compact. You know what I mean? So, again, man, I appreciate you. You know, because, again, I could have, you know, been out in, you know, real talk, man. I could have been out in the street doing other stuff. You know what I mean? But I'd rather, you know, sit home and be like, I'm thinking about it at work. Like, yo, should I start this dude tonight? Should I try? How do I flip my lineup? I have an injury in my lineup. So you got to think. You know what I mean? So, again, man, I appreciate you, man, for taking time out and for, you know, for, for, I, you know, for, you know, creating this game and this, dude, this whole play.com nation, man. Shout out to Al Wilson. Shout out to Steve Tower. That's the big homie. And, and again, I'm in the Hall of Fame at play.com. You know, I won a World Series, so I can you know pop my collar right. for that. You know what I mean? And and, and it, the camaraderie amongst everybody, because you bring it's because of you. Shout out to Sam too, man. Shout out to Sam. Yeah, man. It, it, you know, you bring people from all over the country, all over the world, man. You know what I mean? And, and we play this game that we have in common with each other. You know what I mean? And you and you spark that you spark that mind that people can create other things and, 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 and things that they ask questions and they want to know about these games. And sometimes it gets a little deep for me, Keith, because it's like these I read the um I read the site on uh um, the community site, okay? And I read the questions that people have and they want you know, invent their own little games and bring their own little insights into it and stuff like that. For example, Second Season Express. Now, like you said, for people that are st statistical heavy, Second Season Express might not be that for you. But you know what? Somebody created a, a spreadsheet and a file where you could figure out stats from a Second Season Express game. I went on the website. I was like, what the hell is this? I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. And I printed it up. And so now when I play my games, I add up the, you know, I add up the zones for, for the, you know, the run zones, the pass zones, and then I do the math and I figure it out. Yo, 
and so, you know, it's in depth, but it's not so in depth that it gets boring, Keith. I just wanted to thank you, man, and say that to you, man. And I appreciate you for checking in and coming through, you know, to the show and all that, man, and, and, and sharing your wisdom and imparting your gifts, you know what I mean, to us. You know what I mean? Because, again, I'm one of those minds that you sparked, you know, and, and, and that's my testimony. And I'll tell anybody, you already know. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, for people that don't know, play.com, man, that's the that's where you need to be at. If you like, you know, board games and you want to immerse yourself, you want to be the coach, you know what I mean? And he even goes back to the college chamber. You know, they got college teams and stuff like that, lacrosse and uh, 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 car racing, wrestling, golf. He don't miss a beat, man. So don't press my man about the basketball. It's coming. Don't press him, <laughs> all right? You well, know what I mean? Just I got Steve Tower waiting on the other line. He's he's holding up his uh, his uh, kids' bedtime for me to do the test. Okay, 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 okay Chief. Yes, so sir. I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Take Yo, care um, happy holidays. Best to you. We'll see you in 2020, my guy. And tell Steve I said what up. Will do. Merry Christmas. Uh, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. That's the... Big homie right there, man. Keith Avalon, play games, play.com. Make sure you check them out at play.com, man. It, it, it'll, it'll change your life if you're a sports head like that. All right. Um, this is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. You got the mayor in the building live and direct with my man, Bob James, holding me down behind the board. Action VR Network is in the building. Sponsored by and powered by Spreaker.com. We're going to take a pause for the cause. we come back, we're going to get into the sports side of things, man. This is the mayor. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is your place for that aquatic enthusiast and your family this holiday season. With Christmas fast approaching, now is the time to look for that great gift for that special someone who lives the aquatic lifestyle. With years of experience, owner-operator Nelson Fletcher can help you achieve your aquatic needs and goals and help you find that special gift for that aquatic enthusiast you love. You can also converse with other aquatic hobbyists and enthusiasts by logging on to www.aquariumauctions.ca and joining the TAC room where you can ask any questions. Visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today at their website at www.aquariumauctions.ca or their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together, we can build lasting relationships based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Christmas is not far away. Come catch Santa on his sleigh. Time is precious, seize the day at Ski's Watch and Clock. Ski's been in business for 20 years. He knows his stuff, so have no fears. He knows about all those tiny gears inside every clock. When you come to Ski's Watch and Clock, his variety is huge. From wristwatches, pocket watches, 
stopwatches, desk clocks, mantel clocks, grandfather clocks, new and previously owned reconditioned pieces. Right now, with Christmas so close, we will only accept light repairs till after Christmas. The elves are busy enough as it is filling Santa's sleigh. Don't let the Grinch stop you from filling the stockings or putting things under the tree this year. If you're worried about getting someone a gift, you can put items on layaway with just a small deposit. Thanks to Ski, you can send that stupid Grinch to his bedroom with no dinner or TV and no computer or PlayStation. By now, you must be wondering where Ski's watch and clock is. It's located in beautiful downtown Winter Haven at 106 West Central Avenue, Florida, just across from the main post office. Call 863-294-5630. Again, that number is 863-294-5630. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Memories can last a lifetime, especially when it comes to the holidays, especially when it involves taking pictures. If you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can count on to make those memories last longer than the holidays. That place is Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers can help you with making your Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, or whatever holiday you celebrate the best ever by taking single shots, family portraits, couple portraits, pet photos, and more. She can also capture the finest winter scenery you can imagine. Those photos are available all across the country and around the world at a price that will not empty your wallet for last-minute Christmas shopping. Don't wait until the last minute to get your pictures done for the holidays. Call Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography at 541-951-2443 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work can be found there. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year from all your friends at Grateful Heart Photography. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Carter, the machine gun! Look out, Daddy! For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. 
This is one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. It's all about. 
Back in the building, man. This is after further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. You already know what it is, man. Let me give a big extra string shout out to my man Keith Avalon, man. Play.com, man. That's the big homie right there. And it's always a great time when he comes through, man, to, to chop it up with us about what's going on with um, Play.com. And again, uh, make sure you check them out. You know what I mean? Make sure you go to their site and check them out, man. The games are really, really good. And trust me, I wouldn't be here say it, telling you this if it wasn't true. Um, I got my man Bob James holding me down. This is the last show for 2019, um, the last show for the decade and all that. The next time we come at you, um, I think it's going to be January the 7th, 2020. All right? Um, again, man, it, it's crazy to me to think that 1990 was 30 years ago. That's crazy. That is so crazy to me. You know what I mean? Um, so tonight, man, we're just going to run through some things, have some fun with it, do what we do. Um, but I do want to you know, get in a couple of, you know, a few top stories from the 2010 decade, um, some of the top athletes. So we're going to run that, start that up now, man. Um, you know, one of the stories of the 2010s, Toronto Raptors, Winning the NBA title, you know what I mean? And Kawhi Leonard, you know, um, he leads to go sign with the Los Angeles Clippers. You know the story about Kawhi Leonard wanting out of San Antonio. Um, you know, the Toronto Raptors, they were tired of being, you know, also Rams. Um, they took the plunge and they went and got Kawhi Leonard. Um, they already knew that he might be with their team for only one year, but they thought it was worth a shot. And, um, you know, they proved that they were right. They went, you know, the Raptors went on to win their first NBA title with Kawhi hitting big shots, Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7, um, doing what he does, in, doing what he did in the NBA Finals. And, uh, again, you know, um, you know, you do what you do, man. Today, you know, athlete, you know, they go get a championship and then they go somewhere else. So there's no loyalty. You know what I mean? But in this case with Kawhi, it was like we knew what it was. You know what I mean? And, uh, again, you know, Kawhi changed the landscape of, of the NBA again when he signed with the Clippers. Okay, and then he convinced, you know, Paul George to um, come with him. Um, one of the other stories in this decade, Tiger Woods, 
okay? Remember, the 2000s belonged to Tiger Woods, all right? But, you know, everything happened with him. You know, his, you know it kind of, his whole life kind of fell apart. You know what I mean? Uh, professionally, personally, all right? And he was dealing with all these injuries, and then, he, you know, he's getting older. And, you know, um, um, Jack Nicholas's record was getting away from him. Um, his last major win, it came in 2008. Uh, a lot of people thought that he would never do it again. But if you go back and listen to um, old After Further Review shows, you, I've always said I thought Tiger Woods wasn't done. He just had to get past this situation. And um, he did it 2019 in Augusta. He won his first major. Um, he won his fifth Masters and, and did his thing. So, again, shout out to Tiger Woods, man, for winning the major after what he went through. Um, Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer calling the NFL game. Okay, that was, you know, um, 2018. So, again, they were the first female duo to call an NFL game. All right, shout out to, shout out to them. Um, another story, you know, LeBron James, you know, you know the story about him. Um, he signed with the Los Angeles Lakers doing his thing. You know, everybody, when he first joined the Lakers, it was like he was going to knock uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Kobe Bryant and Will Chamberlain and Jerry West and Shaquille O'Neal out of Laker fans' memory. I'm like, what, what are you smoking? Knock it off, man. LeBron, that was a business move. But now we see that, um, you know, he wants to go out there and, and prove that it, this Laker team can win a title with him. But we'll get into that as the, as the NBA season progresses. We're going to definitely get into that later on um, down the line. Um, another story, um, legalized sports betting. Sports betting has been legal in Las Vegas for many years. But a lot of people couldn't make a legal bet outside of Las Vegas. But then all of a sudden, the Supreme Court... Um, after hearing the case brought by the state of New Jersey, they rendered a verdict that allowed each individual state to decide if they wanted to legalize sports betting. And so far as we speak right now, 11 states have legalized sports betting. So I think that's a big story. Um, the Washington Capitals finally winning the Stanley Cup. Shout out to Alex Ovechkin. Okay. Um, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, they've been, you know, um, joined together at the hip since they um, made their debut the same year after the NHL lockout. Um, both of them had great careers. Sidney Crosby got three rings, and Alexander Ovechkin was looking for one, and they got one finally, you know, after they defeated the um, Las Vegas Golden Knights and they won a Stanley Cup. Um, another great story, um, the Philadelphia Eagles winning their first Super Bowl behind Nick Foles. All right, Carson Wentz was the draft pick, and he was supposed to be the guy. But um, Carson Wentz got hurt, and uh, we saw this story before. We remember when Phil Simms was hurt and, and, and Jeff Hostetler took them to a Super Bowl. And so Nick Foles did his thing, man, and got the Eagles a Super Bowl. Um, another story, we talked about the Vegas Golden Knights earlier in the, in, in the show. Um, they made their miraculous run. I like to pat myself on the back because I believed in the Las Vegas Golden Knights from day one. And I'm going to say, I've said it before on my show, and I'll say it again. When they got Mark andre Fleury, I told Bob, I told anybody who would listen, that the Golden Knights are going to be good. And, you know, they were so good, they went all the way to the Stanley Cup, and um, the Washington Capitals beat them. But this, this was not your, your father's or grandfather's expansion team. All right? So another story um, in the 2010s. Remember this one, Bob? Um, UMBC a 16th seed in the NCAA basketball tournament. They defeated the Virginia Cavaliers right, as a 16th seed. You know, you never see that happen. A 16 defeats a number one. 
right? So that that was a that was a major story. Um, back in two thousand and what was it? Two thousand and um, you know sixteen, seventeen. Cleveland Browns, zero and sixteen. That was a story. Um, the Houston Astros winning the World Series. Okay, they did their thing, but I think that they gonna have some problems moving forward. All right, but shout out to them for winning the World Series. All right, um, the U.S. men failing to qualify for the World Cup in soccer. That was a big story, all right? You know, it's, it's a whole bunch of things going on, man. Russia banned from the Olympics, all right? That was a big story in, in this decade. Um, Michael Bob talked about um, Kevin Durant. The Golden State Warriors have won 73 games, but they did not win the NBA championship. To me, that, that's one of the biggest stories of the decade because, you know, everybody kind of like, you know, puts the 72 and 10 Chicago Bulls from 1995-96 on a pedestal, okay? They set the record for the most wins of the season, but they finished the job. I think this, you know, with this new, you know, uh, thinking that, you know, you could knock that record off and that's it. No, you got to finish the job. And to me, so now that record takes a little bit of shine off of itself because you didn't win a championship. Yeah, you have the most, you know, you want the most wins, uh, regular season wins in NBA history, that's fine. But what you got to show for it? Nothing. So, I mean, again, at the end of the day, man, you know, you got to finish the job if you want to be great. Um, another story, man, three women playing professional baseball in the independent league. Shout out to the Sonoma Stompers back in 2015. Um, again, they made a bigger splash in 2016 when they signed two female baseball players, and then they added another woman. So, again, you know, it's a, it's a lot of changes going on. Um, the Chicago Cubs, we talked about that earlier, winning the World Series. You know, they had a great World Series against the Cleveland Indians. That was great. Um, LeBron James winning an uh, NBA title for the Cleveland Cavaliers, the city of Cleveland. Cleveland, this one's for you corny ass, but hey, they got it done. Um, Colin Kaepernick, okay, that was one of the you know, top stories of this decade, you know, him taking the knee, and we know, you know what happened behind that. Um, another story in soccer, Leicester City wins the Premier League, okay, um, shout out to my man um, Jules, he's a big soccer head, we're going to have him on the show coming up in 2020. We're going to have a lot of things go, you know, popping off in 2020, on, on after further review, man. So don't get it twisted. Hang out with us, man. Um, Kevin Durant signing with the Warriors. Bob talked about that. That was, that was a big story in this decade. Um, Peyton Manning winning the Super Bowl and retiring. Um, if you go back to when Peyton Manning first joined the Denver Broncos, and Bob will tell you, I was on Peyton Manning's neck. Like, no pun intended. I'm sorry to say it like that, but this is what it is. I'm like, how many... You know, all it takes is one hit, and this dude is going to be done. But I will tell you, I said that. I said that I, every week on the show. Okay? They, you know, they they um, got beat in the playoffs. I think they got beat by the Baltimore Ravens one year. Then Peyton Manning comes back. He was going to keep on going and keep on going until he eventually got his Super Bowl, which he did, and then he, you know, he retired. So that was a great thing for him. Um, FIFA. Embroiled in you know way more scandal than usual. We know that that you know they don't, they don't play fair when it comes to um, you know the soccer, but they got caught out there. So again, that 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 was a story. Um, American Pharaoh winning the triple crown in horse racing. 
Okay, that hadn't been done since 1978 when Affirm won the Triple Crown. So back in 2015, American Pharaoh did it. So again, man, a lot of you know what's old is new again. You know what I'm saying? Um, another story: Deflate Gate. We can't forget Deflate Gate, huh? You know what I mean? Uh, the New England Patriots at it again, doing what they do. All right, the first college football playoff occurred during this decade. All right. Um, remember the, the, the Ohio State Buckeyes beat um, Alabama in the semifinal, and then they beat Oregon to win the national championship back in 2014. Um, Donald Sterling. Okay, so we're bringing back memories, and so this is how we're doing it, man. Top stories of the 2010 decade. All right, Donald Sterling, we talked about that. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, Michael Sam. Remember those shows, Wacko? Those shows was crazy. Shout out to Lord Jamal. We had some crazy shows, you know, around that topic of Michael Sam, you know, coming out and, and, and you know, doing his thing, man, um, being the first openly gay player taken in the NFL draft. Okay, he never actually played, you know, any NFL football, but he eventually did play in the CFL. So remember that story. Um, we talked about earlier Alex Rodriguez suspended for, you know, uh, it was 214 games. I mean, excuse me, 211 games. That was the original total, but it got knocked down to 162. So, yeah, that, that was something that happened in this decade. Um, Jason Collins, another, you know, he was a basketball player that, you know, came out as, as gay. Um, again, you know, um, everybody's, you know, talking about, you know, being an individual and being who you are and being yourself. And I think that that's a great thing when you can, you know, be yourself, man, and not be afraid and still, you know, live in your truth. You know what I mean? Um, the kick six. Now, that was one. I saw that live. I remember when that happened live. Okay. It was um, the Iron Bowl. Alabama against Auburn. Okay. Um, Alabama was undefeated. There was a number one team in the nation. All right. Auburn was 10 and one. The game was all tied. And it looked like it was going to overtime. Okay. Al uh, Alabama went to kick a field goal. And it fell short, okay? And then, you know, you have somebody in the back of the end zone that can run the kickback. That's one of those obscure football rules if you don't really know football like that. But he decided to return the football, and he took it 109 yards. Auburn got the win, and um, the rest is history. I remember when that happened live. I couldn't believe it. It was really, really crazy. That was one of, you know, one of the great moments. It's, the moments in sports are better to me when you see it live because you don't know what's, com what's coming. You know, it's cool to read about it in the paper or see it on, you know, the sports shows and things of that nature. And, you know, when people talking about it, you kind of feel left out because you were in that moment. But I saw that as it happened, you know, amongst the other many sports moments that I remember, but that one kind of stood out because, wow, man, are you kidding me? He took it all the way back. You know, and, and one of the rare moments, you know, in, in, in football history and college football history, okay? Um, let's see. Andy Murray, he won Wimbledon. You know what I mean? Shout out to Andy Murray. Um, the replacement refs in the NFL, 2012. All right? The referees are on strike, you know, and, and, and the Seahawks in the Packer game with the fail Mary and all that. Um, controversial calls. Remember, one referee signaled touchdown and the other referees simultaneously called it a touchback. 
So that was just, you know, a sign of the times, man. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to Michael Phelps, you know, setting the Olympic record, okay? Um, he did his thing in London, so shout out to him. Um, again, LeBron finally getting a ring, you know, doing his thing with the Miami Heat. Okay, remember he had left Cleveland with the decision. Remember the decision? Remember that, Bob, the decision? Um, when he sat there on TV and wasted everybody's time, talking about he's taking his talents to South Beach. Man, I was killing LeBron James when that happened. But he went to Miami, him and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And uh, again, they lost their first finals when they went against the Dallas Mavericks. But then again, they got their ring. So shout out to LeBron. Um, again, you know, Peyton Manning signing with the Denver Broncos after leaving the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about that. Um, Bounty Gate. Okay. But this time it wasn't the New England Patriots. All right. It was the, um, Los Angeles Rams, excuse me, the St. Louis Rams. I'm sorry. Um, you know, and the New Orleans Saints and all that stuff like that, man. So it was really, really crazy. Bounty Gate. Um, let's see what else. The NHL lockout. Okay. That um that happened, man, 2012. All right. Um, the season was shortened from 82 games to 48 games. All right. I remember that. Um, Miguel Cabrera hitting for the triple crown. Okay, he did that in, for the Detroit Tigers back in 2012. All right. Um, Lance Armstrong with his lion ass. All right. He he always was winning the Tour de France. Then. You know, it just fell apart. They found out everybody, you know, he was using performance-enhancing drugs, and that whole story fell apart. Um, Pat Summer, okay, um, you know, she was our head basketball coach at the University of Tennessee. She won eight championships at Tennessee. She retired in 2012. Um she did her thing, man, and, and again, man, and a shout out to Pat Summit. She's one of those 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 figures that always gonna you know stick out and remember in your mind, man. Because again, at the end of the day, man, sometimes sports, man, you look at the um, individuality of some people. Because we know sports, you know, sometimes it's you know it's mainly a team thing, you know. But when you can stand out and be an individual and be remembered for what you do and what you've done and be respected for that, that's great. Um, how many of y'all remember Lynn Sanity? Jeremy Lynn with the New York Knicks. Okay. Shout out to Jeremy Lynn. Um, uh, David Stern, you know, and, and send one up for David Stern, the uh, former um, NBA commissioner, man. He's you know going through some, some, some health issues, man. Make sure you send one up for him. But, yeah, man, he, he uh, kind of nixed the whole situation. Chris Paul was supposed to go to the Los Angeles Lakers in a three-team deal, but David Stern canceled it for what he called basketball reasons, you know. And, again, um, what the, the ironic part about that is that the Hornets, where Chris Paul was playing, they ended up trading Chris Paul to the Clippers a couple of days later. So that, that was crazy. Um, the NBA lockout, okay, 2011, that lockout lasted for eight months, all right? And that NBA season was cut from 82 games to 66 games, all right? And here's the ironic part with that. Now, as we speak now, they're talking about reducing the schedule. And, you know, and I say this, I'm not the biggest or never have been the biggest Michael Jordan fan in the world, but Michael Jordan never complained about the season being too long. 
John Stockton always played 82 games. I think one year he, he may have played 50 games because he was hurt. But I think everything else, he played 82 games. So what's wrong with today's athlete? You're making all that money, and you can't play 82 games of the game that you claim that you love? Something's wrong with that picture. All right, we talked about Jim Joyce making a bad call, costing Armando Galarraga a perfect game. We talked about that. Um, Spain wins its first World Cup in soccer. All right, shout out to them. The Chicago Blackhawks winning their first Stanley Cup since 1961. All right, so yeah, a lot of stuff happened in in, in this decade, man. Um, and again, one of the uh, special moments: Dallas Braden pitched that perfect game on Mother's Day. Okay, that was back in 2010. All right, his mo- his grandmother was in uh, was in the crowd. Um, that was really really dope. So yeah, man, a lot of stuff happened, man. Good, bad, or indifferent, man. But um, it made the 2010s. You know, uh, very, very memorable, man. So again, um, and we got stuff, you know, more stuff to look forward to, man. You know what I mean? But um, we're going to move off of that, man, and get back into the NFL swing of things right now, man. The NFL is doing what it does right now. Um, we're going to talk about a few teams, man, because I got some things I want to I, I want to say when we get into the three minute rant. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that you know. Even though they lost the other night against Buffalo, um, they really don't have much offense, which means basically the defense has to win every game, and they still might make the playoffs, you know. And Mike Tomlin, I think he has the coach of the year already in the bag. And, and I mean, you're going to have to really, really, you know, impress me with somebody else's story if you want to, um, you know, uh, have another coach of the year candidate that's better than Mike Tomlin. I don't see anybody's story that's better than Mike Tomlin. All right? right. For and, for all those, and for all those that wanted to say Mike Tomlin was going to be fired. Right. I wanted to insist upon that. Now we can safely say the words, knock it off. Right. Nah. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they don't even they don't even think about, you know, the, the legacy of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I mean, they're, they're one of the rare teams that you can, rem, you know, you know, all three of their coaches that they had for the last 25, 30 years. All right. They had Mike Tomlin. Right. They had um, um, Bill Cower. They had Chuck Noll. That's it. So, again, you know, they can, right. Oh no, I know. I was just agreeing with you on that one. You know, I mean, I mean, Steelers—they don't give up on their coaches right away. They don't. Right. You know, they know their coaches got to do, be able to do something. You know, and you don't, ha- you don't have it happen in a year, two years, and sometimes even three years. So you got to, you got to, you got to be able to look at the big picture. You know, I mean, you know, and the Steelers—they've been very good at that. You know, and they wanted to say, "Oh, Mike Tomlin will be gone," and look at what he's doing. Look what he's doing without. You know, without Big Ben. Right. Right. That's right. Boppersburger's out. You know, um, you know, and, and, and if you want to look at it on the defensive side, you know, they took a big hit when they lost Ryan Shazier. You know what I mean? So, again, they, they, they know what they're doing. So, give them, you know, kind of at least give them the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Um, the Houston Texans, they won on the road against Tennessee. That was very impressive. Um, you know, they did what they did um, after the disappointment against the Denver Broncos. Um, the defense rebounded very, very nice. And one more win gets them a division title. So shout out to Houston. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. 
They're in the playoffs. I don't know how many people saw that coming, but this team is good. The defense is really good. But here's the thing with me, uh, Bob. They're going to have to beat the Patriots. Okay? They, they played the Patriots this week in New England. Okay? They had a tough game against them earlier this season against Buffalo, a game that a lot of people think they should have won. You know what I mean? So, to me, if they can beat, if they can go up to Foxborough and beat the Patriots, I think that'll say a lot about, you know, the Buffalo Bills and, you know, where they're headed, you know, you know for, for this season and seasons beyond. But you know the story with the Buffalo Bills, Bob. There's not many teams that you see go to, go to the Super Bowl four times in a row and, and lose. So, get it done. We, we saw this movie before. You've been to the Super Bowl four years in a row and couldn't get it done. That's another record. We talk about records that won't be broke. That's a record that I'm sure that won't be touched. Definitely. I, I'm willing, I'm willing to, to, to bet any amount of money on that. There's not a lot of teams that go go to the Super Bowl four years straight and lose. That's crazy. But, um... Right. And then you look at a team like the Minnesota Vikings, a very impressive road win against the Los Angeles Chargers in, in, in pretty dominant fashion. Now, you know, they go up against the Green Bay Packers in the game of the year, man. So, again, the NFC North is, is, is a great division, a great place to be. And, um, again, a lot of people are going to be paying attention to that game. Um, the New Orleans Saints, they did their business last night against the Indianapolis Colts. Shout out to Drew Brees. Um, the defense needs to, to, to kind of be a little bit better, all right? Um, I mean, they played well last night against the Colts, but I'm, I'm kind of like taking it back to the 49ers game, all right? But speaking of the 49ers, what happened to the 49ers against Atlanta? What happened? All right? Maybe their defense, you know, that defense is reading its own press You know? They used to be dominated, but now they haven't really been Dominated all the last few games, that uh, 49ers defense. I don't know what um, happened in that game at all. Where, you know, I mean, just, just, you know, I mean, I know we, we let's face it, we know uh, Quinn's fighting to keep his job, but I mean, I got to tell you, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know where this team came from. I don't know what the 49ers did wrong, but man, the consistency the 49ers had. I mean, you know, let's face it, they beat some of the toughest teams out there, out mm-hmm. there at the beach, you know. For them to probably have an off night would be the only thing I could think about, man, because this team has been on their toes for a while. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, the New England Patriots, they had a, you know, you know, they played Cincinnati, they had a, you know, decent game. The defense had a big day against the Bengals. Now, you know, we talked about it earlier. They play a, a very, very big division game against Buffalo this weekend. And uh, we'll see what's happening with the Patriots. Um, Seattle Seahawks, the top seed in the NFC. Okay. Um, they, you know, they came back against the Panthers very nice after, you know, losing to the Rams last week. Kansas City, they're getting better by the week on defense. That doesn't bode well for the rest of the AFC. All right. That'll make them a real Super Bowl. Bowl threat. And remember, I said it before the season started, and Bob, hold me to it. My Super Bowl pick was the Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints. That was my Super Bowl pick at the I beginning mean, of the season. I remember that. I remember it, and I'll, I'll say you, you stand a great chance in seeing that one. You know, I mean, that's uh, 
that could still happen. That could still happen. We can't uh, can't leave anything out, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, as much as we talk about, as much as we're talking about the Ravens, we also have to look at the mm-hmm. reality. Were the Ravens really tested against a team that has has all of that? Have they right. really been tested? That's something we got to think right. about. We could say what we want about them beating the Patriots, but look at the Patriots this year. They're beat up. They're beat up. Right. I think you know. I think Tom Brady's being exposed that he needs the players. That Tom Brady is not the magic man behind uh, the pa- the Patriots. And I just think that this is just one to really look at because anything can happen here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You're right. That's right. And, and again, man, um, not taking anything away from what the Ravens have done. They've had a great season, man. I'm not taking anything away from them. But like you said. The Kansas City Chiefs, we, we, we used to talk about the Chiefs and their defense was like, yo, the offense is great, but the defense stinks. But now the defense is getting better at the right time. This is the time of the year to be playing that good defense. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, um, the Ravens and, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs, AFC Championship, I could see it. You know what I mean? Um, but here's the thing with that. The only thing with that that would kind of like me, for me, would, it would be in Baltimore. So, you know, Mahomes and them could go win the chat in the AFC championship on the road. That would be a great thing. Um, the Green Bay Packers, that's another team that hasn't really looked great for much of the season, but it's coming. They're 11 and three. So they're doing something right, you know? And, um, yeah, man, the Baltimore Ravens, they have their eye on the top seed and the defense is improving and, you know, that should get them there. So I'm looking forward to, and I think we're all looking forward to, um, the NFL playoffs that will take place here in, in a few weeks. Um, let's take care of my hockey people, man. Take care of them because I want to really um, stretch out the three-minute rant because I got something I want to say as far as the three-minute rant is concerned, man. Because this is the last show for 2019 and uh, the last show of uh, the decade after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. And in the spirit of um, the show for tonight, we want to rank the 10, top 10 Stanley Cup champions of this decade. All right? So ride out with me. This is what we're getting ready to do. All right. Number 10. The 2012 Los Angeles Kings. All right? Um, they, you know, they were ranked 29th out of 30 teams as goal scoring. They still made the playoffs. Um you know, they had great defense. Jonathan Quick was the man, in, you know, in, in goal. Um, they, that team entered the playoffs as an eight seed, and they lost two games throughout the first three rounds of the playoffs. And they did their thing, and um, the Los Angeles Kings, you know, won a Stanley Cup. And um, I think that's what people became familiar with, you know, our, our championships and hockey out on the West Coast, you know. So, again, shout out to them. Number nine. The 2019 St. Louis Blues. The Blues weren't the most impressive championship team in a decade, but they're probably the most improbable. They got off to a horrible start. <clears throat> they fired their coach in November. Things didn't really turn around, and, and they were dead last in the standings in January. But then they turned the switch on. They had an insane run in the second half. Rookie goaltender Jordan Bennington helped them. They got into the playoffs as a three seed. Um, they beat the Jets. They beat the Stars. 
All right. Um, remember that Dallas series, they needed double overtime in game seven. And um, they, they did what they had to do against the Boston Bruins in the finals. So, again, man, um, shout out to the, the uh, St. Louis Blues. Number eight, the 2014 Los Angeles Kings. All right. Um, the Kings were down three games to none against the San Jose Sharks. The Kings won four straight, including game seven on the road to kind of like break the Sharks' heart. And uh, again, man, they did their thing. And then that was the first year that I started talking on uh, uh, this show with my man, Wacko Bob, Sonny Cruz, um, Chuck Skull, and the whole unit. That was back in 2014. So that, that, was, that was memorable. But that team, the Los Angeles Kings, number eight team in our top 10 uh, Stanley Cup champions of the decade. All right. Number seven, the 2015 Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. Um, that was the last championship of the 2010s for this dynasty. Okay. The, the, the Blackhawks did what they had to do. They were, you know, a, a tough team already and they had been used to, you know, being in the playoffs and being a tough out and they won the championship. So shout out to them. Number six, the 2017 Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. Shout out to Sidney Crosby and all those guys. They got through. Um, by beating Ottawa double overtime in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. All right? Um, they defeated Nashville in six games to win the second of back-to-back Stanley Cups. Number five, the 2016 Pittsburgh Penguins. All right? Um, they traded for Phil Kessel before that season. They fired Mike Johnston as coach. Um, Mike Sullivan took over, and then, you know, everything just took off from there. Um, Sidney Crosby, Devonnie Malkin, and that team, you know, they got busy. They had the HBK line. If you remember, Carl Hagelin, Nick Bonino, and Phil Kessel. All right, they did their thing. Their goaltender was, yep, Mark andre Fleury. All right. Um, again, you know, he was injured, but uh, Matt Murray stepped in to do his thing, and um, he did it as a rookie and, and got the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins at Stanley Cup. Um, number four. The 2018 Washington Capitals, all right? Um, you know, I, I was, you know, guilty of talking about the Capitals as being a team that, you know, they would get to the playoffs and choke it away. Alex Ovechkin never win the Stanley Cup. You know, they did what they had to do. Um, remembering going back to remember because I watched a lot of that, you know, that, that, that playoff season, and to me the thing that I noticed with the Washington Capitals is they always got off first. They always scored the first goal. You know, Alexander Ovechkin really played great hockey, you know what I mean, during, during that run. And, um, again, man, you know, you know, seven games, Eastern Conference Final against Tampa Bay. Um, they played a uh, Vegas Golden Knight team that was an expansion team. And um, they did what they had to do in five games, and they won a Stanley Cup, man. So shout out to them. Number three, um, the 2011 Boston Bruins. Okay. Um, Great goaltending with Tim Thomas. All right, they had to, you know they had to deal with some overtime stuff. They played a game seven overtime to beat Montreal. Um, they survived two more game sevens, okay, against Tampa Bay and the Lightning in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they beat Vancouver in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals in Vancouver. All right, um, number two, the Chicago Blackhawks in 2010. That was the um, first team that was, you know, would eventually be the, the dynasty for the Chicago Blackhawks that won three Stanley Cups during this decade. Um, they were led by Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, 
You know what I mean? Did their thing. They swept the um, the Sharks in the Western Conference Final, and they beat the Flyers in the Stanley Cup Final, where they won in six games. And that um, that uh, 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 cup clinching goal was one of the craziest goals you will ever see in your life. Go back and YouTube it. And the number one team in the 2010 Stanley Cup uh, champions in this decade, the 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. Okay? Remember, that was the season when the lockout happened. The Blackhawks were a dominant team. They finished the regular season second in scoring and first in defense. They won the President's Trophy. Um, they were the only team. They were the only team in the league to give up less than a hundred goals. Okay, and remember the season was forty-eight games that year. All right. Um, again, man, they 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 did what they had to do. Um, they they beat the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals to clinch. So that was the, the number one team in this decade as far as the Stanley Cup is concerned. And they had a bunch of Stanley Cups. So shout out to the Chicago Blackhawks, man. Um, let's get caught up with what's going on right now in present day, all right, as far as the scores are concerned and all that. This is after the review, man, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. You can catch me, get at me on Twitter, um, at RM Desk. You can get at me on Facebook. After further review is the name of the group. All right, um, scores, third period in Philadelphia, the Flyers lead the Ducks 3-1. to one. Third period in Brooklyn, the Islanders trail the Predators 8-3. to three. The, the Islanders is getting the business right now. Overtime in Tampa Bay, the Lightning and the Senators tied at three. Um, early final, t- Toronto Maple leads over the Buffalo Sabres five to three. Third period in Boston, the Bruins lead the Kings three to two. Third period in Detroit, the Blue Jackets of Columbus lead the Red Wings four to three. Second period in Winnipeg, the Carolina Hurricanes lead the Jets four to two. First period in Calgary, the Flames and the Penguins just dropped the puck. No score there. Uh, 10 o'clock, they dropped the puck in Vegas. The Minnesota Wild visiting the Golden Knights. Um, 10 o'clock, they dropped the puck in Vancouver. Montreal Canadiens are visiting the Canucks. 10.30 in San Jose, the Coyotes and the Sharks getting it in. So, yeah, so that's what's going on in hockey, man. And let me say to my hockey people, man, I appreciate y'all for rocking out with me. Um, I do what I do. You know what I mean? We, we talk basketball. We talk baseball. We talk football. But I always try to, you know, find a little room in the show, man, to, to, to get my hockey people popping. Because a lot of sports shows, man, shout out to everybody that does their thing. You know what I mean? But a lot of them shy away from hockey. I don't know why. Hockey is dope. I don't know why. You shy away from hockey, but you need to kind of like get it together, man. If you want to be a sports head and talk sports, you have to be well-rounded, man. Because, again, like I said, I said it before, you never know who's going to call into your show. They might want to talk hockey, you know, and uh, that wouldn't be a good look for you if, um, you know, you said, well, I don't know anything about hockey. Then what are you doing? You wasting your time, their time, and everybody else's time. Well, if you get a lot of the more fair weathers out there, you know, especially, you know, they'll look at hockey and say, oh, it died when uh, Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux retired. Yeah, true, true, true. But, I mean, again, you're serving, you're serving, kind of serving the community when you say sports, you know what I mean? So, like, again, I remember um, a couple of years back, somebody had called in the show and they wanted to talk about golf. And I don't know if they thought, I don't know who they thought they was talking to, but we we had a 
nice conversation. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, you don't have to be a golf expert or whatever, but at least be able to, you know, have a conversation. You know what I mean? So that, that's all. I mean, on this show, you can talk about horse racing. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about, car racing, whatever you want. We're going to have a conversation about it. You know what I mean? That's what makes this show better than the other ones. And I pat myself on the back because we've been doing this for a minute. And again, man, I love sports, man. So again, I think that's what makes it unique that we could talk about, you know, um, more than just the major sports, man, and, and really have a, 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 um, a good conversation about it, something that's stimulating, you know? So that, that, that's what that is. All right, we're going to jump into the NBA, man. Um, talk about a few teams, man, because um, I'm going to start off with my Knicks. I mean, what else is there to say, man? But, you know, now we, we've moved up from four wins to six wins. woo You know, we beat the Golden State Warriors. We beat Sacramento. Um, great game against Denver before we fell short. Um, I don't know if it's the effect of having, you know, the head coach fired, but I think that it looks like you're playing with a little bit more energy. Maybe it's the trade deadline coming up. People don't know who's going to get moved and things of that nature. So, again, the Knicks are trying. You know, they're trying, and that's all you can expect. Um, it's getting close to that part of the, you know, that time of the year where we, you know, kind of like focus on basketball a little bit, you know. Um, the Houston Rockets, James Harden, you know, he does his thing. You know, he's going to, you know, be his, you know, be himself as far as he's scoring and things of that nature. But I think that the referees might be a little bit tighter with the whistles or maybe the defenses are playing a little bit more smarter against James Harden. Because again, you know, he's going to the free top, you know, he's, he's going to the free throw to the free throw line a little bit fewer. You know what I mean? Cause remember in the beginning of the season, he was almost averaging almost 14 attempts per game. So now I think that, you know, they kind of, you know, caught up to him a little bit and, um, you know, you kind of want to, you know, attribute, attribute that to maybe the defenses again, getting a little smarter. And again, the season is just getting underway. So, again, look forward to us talking a whole bunch of basketball. Now, I will be back in your face January 7th after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I think we're going to have a new theme song. We're going to come at you with some new stuff, man, for the 2020 season, all right? Um, Philadelphia 76ers. They had a nice sort of winning streak. Um, it was a snap the other day against the, the Brooklyn Nets without Joel Embiid. But they also had impressive wins against Denver and Boston to um, start the week. Um, remember, um, Joel Embiid went crazy when Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal um, said that he was playing like garbage and he was telling the truth. You know, so again, I think if Joel Embiid focused on, you know, just playing his game and being the best basketball player in the NBA, it would be all about Joel Embiid. You know what I mean? So again, I think, you know, you have to light a fire under these young cats. Sometimes they need that, you know, that truth being spoken to them. They don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? They, all they want to hear is how great they are. And, and, and you're super, you're, you're, you're this and you're that. And as soon as somebody says something that could be construed or possibly, you know, looked at as negative, now they want to get mad. They want to get in their feelings. They want to get in their bag. But you, look, but you know what, though? It brings out the best in them. So, again, you know, it's not like any, you know, some regular mo is saying, you know, Joel Embiid, man, you need to step your game up. This is Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal telling you that. So what are you going to say to these guys? These are Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? Shaquille O'Neal is a champion. Charles Barkley is a Hall of Famer. 
You know, so you're not going to, you know, you're not going to disrespect them at all. So what you want to do is you want to, you know, go out there and you're going to play the game like you're supposed to play it, like you know you can play it, and keep it pushing. All right? Um, the Miami Heat, they suffered their first home loss this week against the Lakers. All right? But I think they gained a lot of experience for young players like Kendrick Nunn, uh, Bam Adebayo, and Duncan Robinson. Um, the Miami Heat, they're a deep team. They're very talented, and they're unafraid. Okay? So, again, you know, it's about to get real as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned. So, you know, you got the Sixers. You got Toronto, the defending champs. You got the Milwaukee Bucks, who had their 18-game winning streak snapped. But don't forget about the Miami Heat. All right? But we're going to talk about that more as we move on in the season. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay? Um Kawhi Leonard returned to Toronto, got his ring. Um, but then after that, the Clippers lost to the Bulls. You know what I mean? But again, Kawhi, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, and Jermichael Green, they were all on the sideline. All right? Um, Paul George, he's starting to get into the, um, you know, starting to get his, his health back up and things of that nature because he's playing more. Um, he played uh, over 30 minutes in four games this week. So his conditioning is getting up. And um, the Clippers, you know, doing their thing, but the Lakers are right there with them, all right? Um, they're looking more and more impressive, you know, by the day, you know, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and, you know, um, Avery Bradley returning and Rajon Rondo being healthy. Um, I think that the Lakers, you know, the off- you, you, you're going to have to really, really compete with them on the boards if you want to beat the Lakers, all right? I mean, you know, getting those rebounds and those crucial moments are going to be really, really big if you want to beat them. But the Lakers are firing on all cylinders right now, all right? Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, okay, they've you know, been doing their numbers, but they lost against the Dallas Mavericks, which is, you know, you're not going to win 82 games. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to win 82 games. So, again, I think that the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, all they have to do is keep on doing what they're doing. You know, I think the 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 um, barometer for them would be to win 65 games. Let's see if they can win 65 games. And if they can win 65 games this season, then it's going to really be on once the, you know, once the, the playoffs start. But we'll get back into that once, you know, we get to April and May and things of that nature where, you know, it, it really gets serious, man. You know what I mean? So shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks, man, the top team in the NBA right now with the Lakers running a very, very, very close second. All right. Um, this is after further review, man, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, man. Um, I want to thank everybody that, you know, rocks out with us, man, every Tuesday night, all the callers, man, throughout the, you know, the, the you know, few years that we've been on the show. Shout out to Kia. Shout out to my man Slate. Shout out to um, OG Wood, Hollywood, you know what I mean? Shout out to everybody else, man. You know who you are. There's too many names to mention. You know, shout out to Bob, man, who holds me down on the production tip. Shout out to Sonny Cruz. Um, that's the homie right there, my man. I know he's in his bag right now because our Tampa Bay Buccaneers won four games in a row. So, yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, and everybody who's ever, you know, called up to the show, man, and, you know, spoke their mind, good, bad, or indifferent, I appreciate you. You know what I mean? Um, and even if you, you know, you want to call the show and you don't get around to it, that's fine. You know what I mean? And you listen to the show. Shout out to Mr. Little John. I uh, he called in last week. We had a nice conversation. Shout out to him. Shout out to um Dev and them over there at War Room Sports. All right. Shout out to everybody, man. You know what I mean? I want to give everybody their props, man. Um, I can't remember everybody's name. 
Uh, so now I know what it feels like when they're up there, you know, when they win those awards, they want to give everybody a shout out. You can't remember everybody's name, but I just want to acknowledge, man, um, you know, everybody that, you know, participates, man. And that's all it's about. You know what I mean? Everybody has their opinions. You know what I mean? Everybody has their thoughts. Everybody has their favorite team that they rock with, you know, and uh, all we want to do is we want to kind of like, you know, bring that to light, man, educate, you know what I mean? Have some fun with it. And uh, yeah, we had some crazy conversations over the years, man. It's, it, it knocked down drag out conversations. You know what I mean? But it's all, that's what sports is. Sports is about facts. Sports is not really, you know, about, you know, thoughts and, Stuff like that. You got to bring numbers to the table and factual numbers. And those numbers will never change. You know what I mean? So, again, man, um, I want to shout everybody out that is participating. Miss Cat. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to you. Um, yeah, man. So, it, it, it's, been, it's, been, it's been dope. And uh, we're going to go into a, a new decade, a new time, and all of that stuff, man. And we're going to definitely keep on bringing you the best as far as sports commentary is concerned. Shout out again to my man, Wacko Bob, man. Shout out to Mike Summers, man. Word. That's the homie right there. Shout out to him. Um, shout out to, to, to everybody, man. And, and again, I'm probably going to remember everybody's name once we sign off. But that's just, you know, that's just what it is. That's the name of the game. Shout out to my man, um, Carlito, man. Respect all day. Shout out to my No Knock Loss radio crew. Um, Harlem Fresh, 125, Rock a Bash. Um, Lord Triple A, Robbie Danksworth. Um, Miss Shauna Price, Uncle Sherm, uh, Baltimore Jay, shout out to everybody, man. And, uh, we, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? And, um, again, man, I, I might be a, um, a, a hard, uh, you know, pill to swallow sometime, man. But again, I do it cause I'm passionate about it. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I like my teams. I, I, I stick with my teams. And if you're new to the show, I'm a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, New York Yankees all day. I, um, New York Knicks all day, Syracuse Orangemen basketball, Miami Hurricanes football, you know what I mean, Rangers hockey, you know, so again, we talk sports, man, and, and make sure that you check us out every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m., man, we've been, we've been rocking with you, man, and we appreciate you for rocking with us, all right, um, I say this to say that, man, tomorrow is going down, 11 o'clock, Yankee Stadium, Garrett Cole, Press conference, you already know what it is. Yankees, it's going down. Um, you know, the last couple of years I said, you know, the Yankees don't win the World Series because that's kind of what I'm supposed to say. But that's how I feel. That's how I felt at the time, man. You know, it's, you know, the last couple of years, you know, I think we were missing that, you know, start that ace. You know, we've had, you know, good pitches, decent pitches. We have injuries and stuff like that. But now we got an ace. Okay, Garrett Cole, he was drafted by the Yankees. Okay, he ended up in Pittsburgh and, you know, ended up in Houston, but now he's back where he's supposed to be. All right? And um, the press conference is tomorrow. Everybody talking about, you know, he's going to be clean shaven, and as he should if he's playing for the Yankees. So, again, man, $324 million. I cut my hair off, too. Knock it off. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what that is, man. So, again, man, tomorrow is going down. Um, Yankee Stadium, press conference, Garrett Cole. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out, an extra-strength shout-out to Didi Gregorius. I mean, Didi Gregorius, um, he signed a, a one-year contract with the Philadelphia Phillies. 
Um, I remember having a, a conversation. I think it was one of those knockdown drag outs, Bob. Me and Kia had a conversation about Didi Gregorius. Because remember, he was replacing Derek Jeter after Derek Jeter retired. And, um, Didi, you know, Kia was like, yeah, I don't mind Didi Gregorius. And I don't know. I then listen, hold up. Wait a minute. The, I, Didi Gregorius is nice. I was like, yeah, we could do Because I remember watching Didi Gregorius. So he was playing for Cincinnati. And I think he was playing for Arizona. And so, yeah, I was happy we got D.D. Gregorius, all right? Um, I was more concerned about, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, Kia is going to correct me if I'm wrong. I think either she was concerned about his defense and I was concerned about the offense or vice versa. But all I know, when he first started, he was making errors. Okay, so that's what it was. She was concerned about the defense. No, she was, yeah, she was concerned about the defense, and I would tell her, I said, D.D. Gregorius is going to be all right. And he was making mad errors, Bob. And I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. But he was one of the most, you know, I think he was popular around, you know, Yankee Stadium. You follow him on Twitter. You know what I mean? He would always interact with people and stuff like that. So you hate to see him go. But he kind of got squeezed out. He got hurt. You know what I mean? And, you know, he got squeezed out, man. So those things happen sometimes. But, again, I wish D.D. Gregorius the best. You know what I mean? He's going to be back with a familiar face. Um, Joe Girardi is the new manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. So he'll be back, you know, he'll be around a familiar face. So again, the winter meeting, the winter meetings just ended. Um, and there's been a lot of situations going on in Texas Rangers. Um, they, they, um, linked up and they got Corey Kluber. Um, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks got Madison Bumgarner. So there are a couple of other, um, you know, names out there that haven't been signed yet, but who cares about that? The Yankees got Garrett Cole. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? So that, that's, that's basically that. But, um, again, man, let me just, before we get into the three-minute rant and before we get out of here, man, um, a few teams that you know, might feel a little pressure because they were quiet at the winter meetings, man. The Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers won the National League West seven years in a row, but they got nothing to show for it. All right? They won the National League pennant. Two out of the last three years. But they got nothing to show for it. You know, they haven't won the World Series since Kirk Gibson. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, they're one of the teams that, you know, you, you always, you know, know that's going to be right there. But it's always something with them. And you know what I would say this, Bob? The thing with the Dodgers, when it gets to the postseason, it's the thing that carries them throughout the regular season. kind of lets them down in the postseason. And I know you know where I'm going with this. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw always, you know, kind of like, you know, disappoints during the postseason. But hopefully um, they can, you know, figure it out, but not next year because the Yankees are going to win the World Series. You already know. Another team that's kind of like been quiet, but I think now they got Corey Kluber, so you could take them off that list of the Texas Rangers. They're going to be moving into a new stadium, all right, brand-new Globe Life Field. They got new uniforms. And now they got a new ace, Corey Kluber. So they're going to do their thing, man. If they can, you know, um, add another piece, maybe at third base, you know, uh, maybe uh, uh, Josh Donaldson or something like that, they can, you know, kind of like get them over the hump and they can compete with the Houston Astros. Um, the Chicago Cubs, they were, the, you know, they were the league's darlings a few years back. They won the World Series, went back to another, you know, they, you know, Chris Bryant to the world. Now they're, you know, ready to trade him. They're ready to trade Wilson Contreras. They're ready to get rid of Kyle Schwarber. So, again, man, it's, it, you know, life comes at you fast. 
You should be celebrating championships, and the next thing you know, you're packing your bags. You're getting traded. Well, you know, you, you're going in free agency. So, again, man, um, baseball season is it's coming. It'll be here before you know it, man. All right, shout-out to um, Nike, I guess, for um, now being the new um, the, the, uh, the uniform uh, provider for Major League Baseball. So I guess they deserve a shout-out, too. So that's just what it is, man. So, um, again, we're going to wind this thing down. The three-minute rant is about to come up, and I'm going to do the last three-minute rant for 2019 and uh, the last three-minute rant for the 2010 season. Listen, man, um, I started out on, on, on Sonny Cruz's show. I called in one night. I, I remember when it was when it was. It was during the Stanley Cup Finals when the um, Los Angeles Kings was playing the New York Rangers. And I just, you know, I, I'm a sports head. You know, Bob, you know, he was known as Wacko Bob at the time. He didn't know me from nothing. You know what I mean? Just, you know, I guess given the energy and the passion and, you know, me and Sonny Cruz would go back and forth. But we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneer thing. You know, so we, we, you know, we had that in common, and that's my that's my little homie right there. So if you got a problem with Sonny Cruz, you got a problem with me, and I'm, a, I'm a, I'll say that anytime. That's my guy, Sonny Cruz. So again, um, you know, it started out as a regular caller, you know, and we, you know, have you know our conversations and we talk sports or whatever. And I don't know really, Bob. You can kind of like, you know, fill in the blanks or whatever. But I don't, you know, I think Sonny might have hit me. He said, "Yo, you know, you want to do a show." And we was doing the sports house. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, it's all good. It's whatever, you know what I mean? Um, and we started, you know, doing our thing. And, you know, we was rocking out, having fun with it. And it just kind of like, you know, it graduated and it grew up and it blew up into, you know, uh, a situation where I could do my own thing. And I always wanted to do my own show. And this is my passion right here, man. You know what I mean? I love talking sports, man. And, and you know, 2019 was, you know, uh, uh, a, a big year for me. I got to, you know, hang out, you know, do some things at ESPN. I've been, you know, working with ESPN for a couple of years now. Um, but 2019, I got, you know, to, to kind of, you know, um, sitting in on a couple of production meetings, a first take. That's the um, sports debate show that comes on every morning on ESPN. I got to sit in on production meetings. Um, I got to, you know, interview Stephen A. Smith. You know, we got to have, you know, we got to chop it up a little bit, you know, and uh, that was cool. You know, so again, man, um, if you have um, a thought in your mind about what you want to do, regardless of what it is, stick to your guns, man, and do it. You know, because you never know who's out there listening and checking for you. You know what I mean? And this sports thing, man, you come across a lot of a lot of people, a lot of different people. You know, it doesn't really matter, you know, you know, who you are or, you know, where you come from. We just have a common knowledge and a common love of sports. You know what I mean? Some might not be as deep as others, but we learn from each other. That's what makes the sports community, to me, the you know, the dopest out of everything, the greatest out of everything, because we all learn. We, and and, and uh, what uh, you know? What makes us different makes us similar. For example, Wacko Bob. You know, I'm sorry, Bob James. He likes the Miami Dolphins. So me and Sonny Cruz, we like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins play, we go at it. You know what I mean? We're cool and we all of that. But when our teams are playing each other, all that goes out the window. You know what I mean? 
But again, we we always come back to you know having that common love of sports, man. And I appreciate you know Bob for letting me rock out, man. I mean, you know, it, you know, it's it's been a couple of times where you know the, it gets bumpy. I had a situation where my computer was messed up, and I was kind of off the off the grid for a little while. But now I'm back in the building, man, and and I appreciate you know having the outlet to 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 talk sports, man, and to chop it up and to have fun, you know, once a week. Um, and, and make it do what it do, man. And I look forward to 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 these moments, man, where we could talk and just chop it up, man, and have fun. Um, and yeah, all the guests that came through to the show, man, it's too many to name, you know. And um, you know, we, we're not, you know, uh, uh, have a million of followers, or anything like that. But I think that's what makes us different, makes it unique. But if you know about the show, you definitely gonna call in. And you're definitely gonna get sports conversation, and definitely get you know get the you know chance to be heard and get your point across. But like we always say, man, please bring your A game to the table, please, because if you don't, we're gonna remind you that you shoulda. All right, so um, I'm 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 gonna finish up. That's the three, four, five minute rant. Uh, Bob, if you got anything to say before we get out of here, man, I definitely appreciate you, man. You know what I mean? And I'm and, and I'm looking forward to um, bigger and better things. And um, let's 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 do it, man. In 2020, appreciate you. And in 2020, the start of the playoffs and the playoffs are probably already be going on by the time we go back on the air. Could be the first week of the playoffs, so there's going to be a lot of uh, intensity there. There's already a lot of intensity for the playoff races, and uh, boy, that's going to have us uh, ready to talk a lot when we come back. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, man, so, and, um, you know, happy holidays to everybody, happy new year and all that good stuff, man. Just, um, you know, be able to, you know, come back and look forward to, to seeing everybody and, and hearing from everybody, man, once we come back from the, uh, the holiday break and all that good stuff, man. And, um, this is the mayor, like I said, get at me on Twitter at RMDesk. All right, get at me on Facebook. You want to holler at me, anything you want to talk about, I'm around. All right? We're going to get out of here, man. Salute, peace, and we'll talk to y'all, man. See y'all, man. Talk to y'all January 7th, 2020. Peace.